All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time again for another episode of a Sky to Softball podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Scott, the head mastermind behind Sky to Softball. Uh, it's going to be another fun episode here today, uh, so sit back, crack open your favorite cold beverage, and enjoy the conversation that I'll be having today with former Presbyterian college pitcher and first-time participant this year, for the Sky to Softball game, Grayson Stone King. Grayson, how are we doing? Doing good. I appreciate you having me on here. So, you play you play at a very uh, a popular program at Presbyterian. You got to play under Coach Pollock. What was it like playing for Coach Pollock? I couldn't have asked for a better head coach for my situation. I didn't start my college career off on the best foot, and he uh, is a firm believer of second chances and. Any other program, I probably would have been in a little bit bigger trouble than I was with a coach that's more understanding being he went to PC, so he understands the small town atmosphere. So it was an amazing experience being able to have someone who's been through it and knows the trouble that you can get into. So uh, what was it? What was your favorite, favorite away stadium to play at while with PC? Oh, I, my favorite one that I probably got to play at would it's kind of a tie between when we played Duke because they play at the Durham Bulls field, the new one. So we got to play at a minor league park for that. But the best atmosphere that we got to experience was probably Vandy, getting the skyscrapers up above you, the football field hanging over the field a little bit. So at Vandy by far had to be the coolest experience, just knowing that they were just such a good team and such a good program. And Tim Corbin, their head coach, was a previous coach at PC. So it was really cool to be able to have that connection. Yeah, and that's one of the things we'll be talking about with uh, Eric Miles on a future episode. You know, he actually got to experience the Vandy Regionals this, yeah. this past year, so that'll be a good conversation with Eric. So, who was who a – anybody come out to – you know, stands out to you on who, being the toughest hitter that you have faced while at PC? Oh, uh I mean, I, I played against some guys that I played against in high school that personally were tough just because I wanted to get them out so bad that I'd make some mistakes and uh, give them some lollipops. But uh, the hardest hitter to get out, in my opinion, was probably Matthew Barefoot at Campbell. Ended up going late in the draft, I believe, and uh, he was just always a tough out. And he was one of the top hitters in the Big South while I was there all four years. So what about uh... – you know, the Big South, it's definitely an atmosphere, and everybody talks about that being one of the top conferences. I, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually had won a conference championship while at PC. So what was that like? I did not. So I – my freshman year, they we went to the conference ter- championship and lost to Radford. Okay. And then this previous year was – my I graduated in 2020 with the COVID year gotcha. and had the chance to come back and decided not to because financially I couldn't afford it really. So – they gotcha. went on, and at the beginning of the year, I said, watch, they're going to go win the championship because this is the year I didn't come back, and let alone they did it, went to regional, and I'm happy for those guys. 100%. Yeah. Overall, uh, the, you know, kind of looking past the little miscalculation I had there, it's, you know, would you agree that uh, PC is going to be in some, you know, good hands for the future of the program? Because, you know, me and Eric talked about it personally. It's, yeah, you know, but that program is going to be a standout program for years to come. 
I think this year was a big stepping stone for it. I mean, we've always been for we're the smallest school D one school in the nation for undergraduate size. We only have about 900 undergraduate students. So it was always like when we had good years, it was really surprising because we don't have the biggest pool to choose from and the recruiting was kind of tough in Clinton. But uh, with this year, them winning the conference championship and then they just got lights built on the field. There's just these steps that are pushing towards them becoming not just always in that like low to mid or low high tier in uh, the tourney. So we were always like four or fifth seed, mm-hmm. which were always kind of like you get to make the tourney, but you're not in the best spot. I think this year's going to step up and push PC to be in that like three, two, one seeds coming up soon. So I think it's going to be a big year for stepping up. It's going to be easy to recruit guys, and they're going to just continue to grow from here. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things I want to get into here. Um, talk about if you could recall any parts of it, the recruitment process that you went through, you know, getting looked at by college baseball programs, you know, one, you'd be a part of your their programs along with continuing your education. What, what would your advice be to those who are in high school now that are getting that process started? Biggest advice I could probably give some people in high school looking to get recruited would probably be just put yourself in all those situations to get there. So, I mean, the first time Coach Pollock saw me was at a Diamond Prospects camp where I didn't even – I threw a bullpen, but I ended up just playing third base during the whole thing. But he came and watched the bullpen and just getting in front of all those guys. And you, you never know what coach is going to see something in you that they like or the, something that they're looking for that they think might be some potential growth in the future. So – Anytime you can put yourself in front of scouts, whether you're feeling good, whether you have your top stuff, and whether you're not even thinking that you have that big of a chance, you never know what someone's going to see in you and what someone's going to look out for. So just the situations to be in front of those eyes is huge. Yeah, and I think one of the things kind of add to that, as you might, and I'm sure you'll agree, is, and, you know, I, when I talked with Logan Sal, who was at the College of Charleston, he looked at it as a way of what could help him continue to grow himself as a person individually too and you know he said he he didn't you know it didn't need to be the the clemson university or you know alabama or anything like that it was what would help him i'm sure if you know pc did the same for you what would help y'all grow as a person after sports oh absolutely i mean during the process, you're going to, if you're in the shoes to get some offers, you're going to have to make a decision. And even during my time, I had some offers from, I had an offer from the Citadel, but I knew the Citadel wasn't going to be a growth spot for me because I didn't have that pursuit of military beyond it or want to go through the uh, hardships that come with going to a school like that. So you're going to have to make the decisions that are based on your personal growth in the future and Picking, I, I don't want anybody to be afraid of the idea of a mid-major school in small towns and stuff like that. It is some of the best times, yeah. the best growth you can get out of anything. Yeah, and, you know, that's, he talked about how Charleston helped him grow individually living in Charleston. And it's definitely interesting to hear those stories about, you know, the cities such as Charleston or Clinton, you know, help these, you know, these people grow after college. And it's definitely one of the things that, you know, I think is a good piece of advice for those listening. No, absolutely. So who's your favorite baseball team and favorite player you, you enjoyed watching growing up? My favorite baseball team's having a pretty bad year. I'm a Minnesota Twins fan. <coughs> We've been good the last few years, but we, we, we're not very good in the playoffs. So, But uh, my favorite player growing up watching was actually a rival of the Twins. I, I was a Prince Fielder fan 
Okay. For as long as I can remember. I don't, I just, I like the idea cause I was not the skinniest kid and I like the idea of someone being this kind of shape and being such a successful guy. So uh, Prince Fielder and by far. And then, I mean, I have some pictures from old twins days, Johan Santana when I was younger and stuff like that. But I, if I could watch one person play, it's going to be a big fat Prince. Yeah. And me personally, I, I'm glad you said Prince Fielder cause I actually enjoyed watching Prince Fielder too. I mean, he was a, he was always a challenge whenever the Braves would have to pitch to him. Yeah. And back back in my playing days, somebody all I did was pitch and swing the bat. And <laughs> this one dude on the way team said, you know, you remind me of Prince Field. I'm just like, I'll take that as a compliment. Oh, absolutely. He said, all you do is, he was like, oh, man, all you do is hit and just strike everybody out. I was like, I try. <laughs> but – you know, that's one. That's always one of the things you get to, you know, take as a compliment. And you got to run with it. So, if you did not play baseball, what would be the sport that you would play? From the age of ten till I probably went to college, I was far better at golf than I ever was at baseball. And my dad pushed golf. He want my dad played at Arizona State, so he wanted me to play golf, and I ended up saying, you know, I could play golf until I'm 80 years old for fun. It, it, that's not on a time schedule, but baseball, I had to be in a certain shape, and I, it was on a time limit compared to golf. Yeah. So I went with baseball, but I, I was significantly better at golf for most of my life. What's your, what's, uh, your favorite course that you played at? <laughs> uh, the good thing is my dad works in the golf industry in Myrtle, so I've played all the courses from about Charleston up to Wilmington. Okay. Uh, but my favorite course has to be one. It's in Duluth, Minnesota, and it's called Superior National, and it has a, a mountain course and a canyon course, and it is just over these giant, like, crevices in the mountain that go into rivers, and it's just like you'll be hitting a sand wedge 190 yards because it's 100 yards straight down. So, I mean, experience-wise, that course was by far the coolest thing. I was a little young when I played it, but getting yeah. to play in a course where there's just giant mountains and you're hitting to different levels is awesome. Yeah, that would sound like a fun time. You sound like you – sounds like you're a better golfer than me, so I can't say much. <laughs> my, game's, my game's been slipping lately, so I don't know about right now. I, I, I'm, my game's – I can hit one good shot, and I'm thinking, all right, I'll come back and play another round. And all of a sudden, I, <laughs> every every bad shot you can think of, I'm thinking, all right, I I hate golf. And then all of a sudden, I'm not think, well, I could go back next week. Oh, the best phrase I've ever heard was, I hate golf, I quit golf, I can't wait to play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that phrase, too. It's definitely, it's a, I hate the sport, I hate the sport. And all of a sudden, man, I love golf. It's fun. Yeah, you hit one good putt or a good tee shot on 18, and you're like, sweet, tee time tomorrow, let's get it set up. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's do this again tomorrow, same time, same place. Yeah. So, <laughs> time for a little cheap plug here. Uh, for those listening at home, feel free to give – our good friend Barry Clinkin at a call over at Planks Mosquito and Ant Control. And Barrett is a good friend of ours. He's a former coach and player in the Atlanta Braves organization. Give Barrett a call at Clanks Mosquito and Ant Control at 843-621-24. I mean two one four two. That's eight four three six two one two one four two. All right, Grayson. So let's get into some some heated questions here so <laughs> what excites you about playing in the sky softball game for the first time this year along with being a part of this organization yeah so I mean as we were talking about uh before we started recording 
I saw my buddy Eric Miles retweeted something about it, and I recognized some of the names. I saw a bunch of South Carolina natives, so I, I immediately was drawn to it, and I saw did a little research on it and saw the purpose that it was for, and I just liked the idea of including baseball or softball or any kind of athletic event into bringing awareness and bringing some fundraising into such a good cause. So the idea of being able to bring athletic ability and some sports and just have some fun with other athletes while bringing this awareness and doing whatever we can to help out with the situation uh, really just spoke to me because I really liked the idea. Yeah, you know, it's and like we talked about before we started the episode, it's definitely exciting to always have new faces come be a part of what we're trying to do and what I'm trying to do personally, you know, trying to raise money for these kids with type one here in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, that gives them a better chance of going to the summer camp for that Sky that puts on uh, Camp Sweet Escape. They are at the time of this recording, they are departing for the Lincolnton, Georgia camp tomorrow, Saturday, uh, June 26th. And, but however, you still have time to, you know, get signed up, get filled in on their upstate camp in the Greenville, South Carolina area. That'd be up towards the mountains for what, for what I know of. It's a great facility. It's a great camp. It's a great group of people. Uh, feel free to give them a follow and learn more over at Camp Sweet Escape on Facebook and skyda.com. That's the organization website. So, you know, Grayson, like me and you talked about when Eric, when we first got introduced to each other, you know, through Eric, what was, what was the thoughts? What was your thoughts when we talked about having you come join for the first time? I was, I mean, after talking to Eric, he said he was going to give you a, message about it and I was just really hoping that there'd be an opening or availability for me to jump in and it really just when you sent me the text that I was down in Myrtle actually on a golf trip during it and uh I got really excited I ended up telling anybody that I knew that it was happening because I mean my dad grew up as a softball fan he played for some like beer leagues in Minnesota and got to travel the U.S. for it so being able to do a sport that he loves and I've been able to play a couple times and being able to be a part of something that does raise money for some people and help and some any kind of form of help for the society, especially down here in the Southeast is just a big honor, just being able to be a part of that, helping some uh, hometown, home native people to the three states that I consider home. Yeah, and you know, we're definitely excited to have you, you know, this year we're, and we're definitely coming in at an interesting time, but, you know, because me and you talked about personally, when we first got introduced, you know, we're going to Columbia International University on Saturday, October 9th. It'll be a great time for everyone that's in attendance. We encourage everybody to come out, come support the cause, free admission. Uh, we'll have some food truck vendors in attendance. We'll have some great auction stuff that you can take home, put up in the man cave or the office, you know, come interact with all the celebrities and athletes, you know, celebrities, athletes in attendance, you know, such as Grayson, uh, Eric Miles, Kyle Farnsworth, who was returning for the first time since 2018. And then you got former Gamecocks with Colby Holmes and Adam Westmoreland. They'll be swinging for the fences in the home run derby, the men's home run derby this year as the winner gets a championship belt. And Grayson, you'll actually be participating in the home run derby for the first time as well. So what, anything ex that excites you about being in the home run derby for the first time? I mean, I've always been excited about any kind of event that includes hitting the ball as far as you can. So, I mean, 
Uh, in high school, I got to participate in the Coastal Invitational Home Run Derby, and the atmosphere that it creates and some pressure, it's, it's some butterflies that I rarely experience in any other forms because you're the only one that people are looking at when you're on the field when that's happening. So, I mean, it's, it, it kind of relates to pitching in college where you have all the eyes on you during certain situations. And uh, I'm hoping to, even though I haven't hit too much since high school, I'm hoping to uh, surprise a few people and show them that, I mean, the first time I won one wasn't too much of a fluke back in high school. So I'm going to try to try to do it again. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a fun uh, derby this year because, you know, guys like you and Eric are doing it for the first time. Uh, Farnsworth and Westmoreland are returning for, to the derby for some action for the first time this year. So we're definitely going to need some more softballs for the derby this year. So for anybody <laughs> listening, we're definitely taking in a, any sponsors for the home run derby this year. If you're interested in sponsoring, feel free to message us your interest of sponsor level on, at the Sky Softball Game Facebook page. Uh, we'll get that set up with you. Uh, Grayson, we're going to, as we wrap this thing up here, where can we find you on social media? Uh, my main form of social media, I mean, I have Facebook and Twitter. I don't go on Facebook all that often. Uh, my Instagram, I believe it's just Grayson underscore Stone King. Uh, other than that, I don't use too much social media besides really Instagram and some Twitter action. So those are the two places that anyone wants to find me, they could probably find me on. Definitely. And we'll, I'm sure you'll get some followers, followers once we uh, get this episode live here. Uh, Grayson, thank you once again. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on social media at Sky to Softball G on Twitter and Instagram and under the Sky to Softball game on Facebook. I am Matthew Scott. Uh, Grayson, thank you once again for coming on the Sky to Softball podcast, and we hope to have you on here again soon. Yeah, man. And I, I do have one hot take before I go. Uh, I'm going to call for the home run derby. Eric Miles doesn't hit any. He's going to go over on it. So whenever you talk to him, you can tell him I said that, and we'll have a little competition just between me and him as well. So I'll definitely make a note of that. <laughs> I'll definitely make another. That's you know that's one of the fun things about the Derby. It always tries to bring out some competition in everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate you having me on, man. Definitely, we're going to have you on again here soon as we work our way up to promoting the 2021 Spider Softball Game on Saturday, October 9th at Columbia National University. And once again, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. I appreciate. It. See you, buddy. Again.